Welcome everybody to the Minimap Cast. This is your bi-weekly source of gaming news, questions and impressions from minimap.com.au. My name is Kerry Palmer. Joining me, as always, is June Williams. Good morning. And Jeremy Bratatich. Hello. Uh, here we are. It's been about a month since we were last on air. Um, thank you for your patience with that. We had a number of circumstances in the last weeks. Um, so despite the big amounts of news that we have, not a normally three amount, but the big news that we've had, we um, didn't quite get one out right in the middle of June, but we're here at the end of it and we've got a, just a glut of news to, to talk about while we're here. And I'm excited to do that. How is everybody? How are we all going? Exhausted. Mentally, uh-huh. physically, diegetically. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, now that I think about it, it's been quite the month. Like, yeah, the last two weeks. Well, last two weeks. But then the two weeks before that, I think yeah. the last time we did this podcast, the kind of the Black Lives Matter movement hadn't really kicked it, up. It, it, it hadn't. Um, I think we would be remiss if we didn't say solidarity with everybody who is fighting for their own rights to survive uh, mm-hmm. over there um, and over here as well um, yep. and around the world just in general. Um, we stand with you and keep fighting Yeah, with you 100%. Absolutely. And following that, there's also been a wave of... Um, it's been a second wave, well almost a third wave it feels like when you think about last year as well but there's been another wave of allegations of the me too variety coming like across not just the games industry but a whole bunch of industries yep. in general media uh bon appetit's been in crisis management mode for three weeks which i know is something that we all watch I mean, um, for, for all intents purposes they're, they're gone now like i have no like they're, they're, the they're dead to me. Bonapetite, at least, like yeah. I think they're going to still publish the magazine, but yeah. So yeah, it's um, it's been one hell of a time. So yeah, I think along with that, you know, of course, there's there's a lot going on. You have to, you know, sort of balance this this uh, tightrope of staying informed, being active on channel so that you can support those groups that need it like abused victims who are coming forward to talk about their terrible experiences um and you want them to have an audience for their things to be said to so that they're not falling on deaf ears and nothing happens but at the same time you've got to make sure you're looking after yourself and you're not just like uh what was the i um doom scrolling doom scrolling not just doom scrolling through twitter like oh yep that's horrendous that's horrendous oh that person is very injured oh that's bad that's bad oh my god that's a terrible thing that's happened so yeah it's a interesting get get out of my head (laughs) Kerry. it's been a weird weird month um because in between all of that we've had some really uh impressive news announcements and things to be excited about brand new games that people are calling masterpieces it's it's all it's such a weird time um so let's just get into it if um anyone is unfamiliar with us we are minimap uh we have a website called minimap.com.au and this is its podcast um normally every two weeks um Natural. It's like we didn't miss a week. <laughs> not, not a beat. Not, it definitely isn't always like this. Even if we miss an episode, it's definitely not always like this. Um, 
if you want to support this uh, endeavor that we are doing, you can do that in a number of ways. You can head to the website, read our articles, check out our previous podcasts. Um, we have another one called the Game Slows Podcast, an old game club that we did. It's been dormant for a little while, but it's still there if you want to look at the back catalog. Um, you can also follow the Minimap account on Twitter, at MinimapAU. Um, we'll go through all of our own Twitters later. Um, you can also support the website on patreon.com slash MinimapAU. Make sure you're looking after yourselves first and foremost, of course. Um, uh, but if you enjoy this content and you do want to support us in some way, um, you can either support us monetarily through Patreon or you could... Uh, just rate us on, you know, podcast services and things like that. Spotify, iTunes. Uh, Can't rate on Spotify. You give it a heart. Heart helps. <laughs> <laughs> you know, all the all the ways, all the places you listen to it, um, that would be much appreciated. Uh, let, let's kick in with some with some what we've been playing. Do you, do you guys kick mind in. if I start? By all means. I've been playing one of the. Premier games of the moment, everyone. I've been playing a cinematic Destiny adventure. <laughs> a cinematic adventure <laughs> of the ages. Uh, a genre-defining, industry-groundbreaking title. Harry, talk to me about Solid... No, no, no. Solid. It's from Naughty Dog. It's called Uncharted 4, oh, A Thief's yeah. End. <laughs> How many times have you played this? Ah, uh, four? This would be my fourth time, I think. Really? That is a Maybe fifth. I played it is like it three... A... Sorry, is it a comfort game for you now? Is that why... A bit, a bit. It's been a... So, what it is, right? I... If this is my fifth time playing it, I played like three all at once, because I played it to start with, and then I decided to platinum it, which meant I needed to do a crushing run, which was hardest difficulty, and a speed run, which was like under six hours. Um... Sorry, did they... Sorry, did they call their hardest difficulty crunching run? No, crushing. Oh, okay, right. Like, oh, a, like, was... a, like a piston. Sure. Like... Right, okay, not crunching, <laughs> crunching. like the developers. <laughs> oh, my God. That does I not had, read like, hardest I had a fuck, to me. I was about to go straight to sleep. Like, I had a fucking out-of-body experience when I thought you said a crunching run. Of the hard- Oh, my God. <laughs> it's okay, Jeremy. It didn't happen. Oh, <laughs> Anyway, so I've been playing Uncharted for a few reasons. Um, one, because it's fantastic. Two, because it looks incredible on my projector. Like, it's making me realize that I only ever played it on, like, my desk monitor over the last four years. And so I'm actually seeing it 1080p on this gigantic whatever-inch screen it is, you know, dozens of inch screen. It's, um... Dozens? I haven't measured it. <laughs> but, um, it's, it's very very good to play and it's awesome to watch and the writing in that game is so special um we've been playing it because my partner's had a procedure or a surgery done recently and so we've just been putting things on to um you know sort of pass the time while they're sitting still you know trying not to be in pain and you know recover from surgery as you do and that's one of the things that i like to play and they like to watch and and it's great <laughs> the it's end like, yeah it's it's like, it's like watching Indiana Jones. Oh wait, I'm very excited to get back to Lost Legacy um, after this. Um, I have been playing all of them up up to this point. So I played Uncharted One a couple of months ago, Uncharted Two like a month ago, and then it was Uncharted Three two weeks ago. Man, I don't like that game. 
<laughs> three is so disappointing. But one thing that I'm playing it through this time, right? I'm not getting any brand new insights, really. Um, I'm just getting a deeper appreciation, which I, I already had a massive appreciation, but I, I'm getting a deeper appreciation for the visuals of that game. But I'm thinking back to our first game spoilers podcast when we did Lost Legacy. And I was recalling that I think, June, you asked if you should go back and play any of the others after playing Lost Legacy. Mm. And I don't remember what we said, but I feel like, and I haven't corroborated this, so I might be talking up my ass. It's highly possible that I'm just wrong here. But I feel like I would have said something along the lines of, it's good to play through the other ones. The other ones are good enough before you get to four. Like, four's worth playing the other ones so you have the backstory so that it really hits. And playing through four now... I kind of disagree because I, four, I would also disagree because four is so well paced because it introduces a relatively large amount of new um, character elements within its yeah. own story. <laughs> the beginning of that game is oh, Nate has a brother. Exactly, <laughs> which right? is never referenced in the previous game. <laughs> but the way they handle it is it's this big opening prologue that makes yeah. it all make sense, and then. It's that story playing out and like clashing with the uh, with like Nate's old life and his new life and stuff like that and um, and then where the game would normally finish and where they would wrap it up, they give it more time to breathe and let the characters have a bit more time to debrief and be uncomfortable and and talk about issues and stuff like that and it's it's so. It's, it's unlike any game I've ever seen. It tackles a mature, difficult, sometimes intangible feeling of, um, you know, issues between siblings, you know, like deep-seated sibling um, resentment, but also deep affection and how that, you know, plays off each other where they're like, what, what do you mean? What do you mean? What, when you say what, you never just mean what, what are you talking about? Like, like that kind of, the writing is so special and it, it having, I have also been playing the last of us two, which is where I was alluding to with that silly intro, but something that the last of us two does, like it's the comparison between like playing the walking dead game and playing I don't know, so, but something like the Walking Dead game, you know, like they, they try to make you feel things by just like overloading you with terrible things that happen, right? It's like, oh my God, the Walking Dead really made me feel. I was like, yeah, no wonder it made you feel. You have to deal with cannibals and parents have to like, like their kids get infected so they have to shoot their own children and like, and you know, of course, that, 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 that game is like bad. <laughs> it's not bad, but bad things happen. Of course you feel things. Whoa, Gary um, with the takes. It's so like, I guess what I appreciate so much with Uncharted 4 is that there's a lot of nuance. There's a lot of deep, well-crafted relationship nuance. And it's, I, I think it's really, really special, honestly. So if I go and play 4 now, I can still appreciate it. They give you yes. all of the 100%. building blocks in that game to appreciate 95% of what's happening, I reckon. 90 to 95%. I have been I have been thinking about it as I normally do think about games that I want to play. Um, and it's up there on my want to playlist. So. It's it's so good cuz honestly, honestly the 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 way I would suggest people jump to Uncharted now cuz I it makes me think about if I've suggested the games to anyone 
um, in the past, I've been like, oh, you could you can get the collection. It's easy. Those games are still great. They hold up. And then you can get onto four and you'll appreciate it a bit more. And I'm like, there are some people now, like now that the, the collection's five years old, they might not make it through the collection anymore. They might start at one and get bored because the first one kind of isn't that great. Two is fantastic. Three, some people love, some people hate. I'm not the biggest fan and I kind of get bogged down in it. So like it's, I can see how It's someone... also like three whole games to get you yeah. a game that you actually want to play. Perfect. That was... I, yeah. That was exactly what happened. So I bought the collection when it first came out, which I think was about a year before 4 came out. Yeah, it was um, 2015 before 2016, yeah. And I blazed through 1, and then I blazed through 2, and I got to the beginning of 3, and I'm like, man, I'm tired. I can't, and, I can't do I, this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and so like, I, um, I, I took like, a few months break, and then I went back and finished 3, and I went, yeah, no, that wasn't that good. Um, and then, like, but like, I had about like, 6 months before 4 came out, so like, I had the the... <laughs> the refractory period before, <laughs> <laughs> before I, <laughs> I got to play four. Um, <laughs> I've missed this. <laughs> um, but yeah, like four is like, uh, before Lost Legacy, I think four is actually the best game. Um, and uh, like even the four is worth playing. Like, and like, don't get me wrong, I love the relationship between uh, Nate and Sam. Um, I think Sam is maybe the most lovable dumbass. Um, <laughs> is he but, a member? Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, he is. He's a fucking Excellent. gigantic himbo. Very good. Um, he's he's a brotherly himbo the whole time though. He's like, yeah, he's like, he's your best friend's dumbass brother. That is, yeah. like, that is like, hey, like I tried DMT and it was great, but you should never do it, sort of thing. Um, <laughs> but like the relationship between Nate and um, Elena, I think, is probably the most special part of that game. Like I adore their relationship and they have some like like they have some like moments which i was like like whispering to myself like oh my god oh my god oh my god yeah. i can't believe um the uh way that they talk to each other and how real they sound um mm -hmm. when they're having conversation um mm -hmm. it is like it, it is my favorite part of that game is honestly Nate Elena. me too so what should I play first, God of War or Uncharted 4? 4. Uncharted 4. I, I think, uh, for one, God of War is longer. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, 4 is long. 4, four, can, four is long. Um, it's, it's, it's not as short as Lost Legacy, June. So if Lost Legacy was like 8 hours, 4 can be like 13 to 15 hours. That's right. Um, but God of War is like 30. <laughs> it's like 25 to 30 hours. Um, yeah, God, God of War has like leveling and like side missions and like a ton of extra open stuff world. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, Uncharted Four has like slightly less linear sections, um, and then Lost Legacy was where they branched out and did like you had a map and collectibles or whatever. Um, I would I would do four honestly. It's it's in, it's a, it's an incredible game, <laughs> like just just hands down. The, mm. It's just fantastic, <laughs> especially visually. Um, yeah. Anyway, that that game's four or five years old now. That's fine. Like we can we can move on from that. But that um, we have to talk about it once a month at least. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, I have also been playing Last of Us Two, which came out nearly a week ago from recording this. Um, uh, like I said before, you know, kind of been doing this, um, this 
I've had a lot of stuff to do at home, right? So like I've I've only really been able to play a bit in the gaps. So in the last week, I played about three hours, um, which for those who've played, that is enough to get past the first opening location slash uh, season. Um, I don't know. There's not much I want to say about this because um, there's a lot they do at the start, but. I might wait for Jeremy to put his jumper back on so he can contribute to the conversation. Oh, you can hear? Okay. Yeah, like I put you- my headphones on my mic stand so I can still hear what was going on. Oh, okay, cool. Um, so there's 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 a slight difference with the way Last of Us 2 is playing compared to Last of Us 1 that I noticed. And I was thinking about this last night. Um, last of Us 1 starts and you don't have any attachment to any of the characters yet. It's the same oh. way that the same way that Walking Dead season one, you know, you don't have an attachment to anyone. You're just like, what's going on? Oh, wow, this is, I'm being introduced to this world. Um, I don't know. I, I cared about Sarah pretty quickly. Yes. And then, and then that was kind of over. And then they jumped 20 years and you're like, whoa, I really felt that. But obviously now that's not current. That's just a thing that happened. That's, that's a world introduction moment, a Joel introduction moment. And then it's kind of like, you don't see the immediate fallout of him losing his daughter. You know, it's not like that spoilers for the, first 20 minutes of the last of us one um i won't i won't spoil anything for last of us two here but what i have found interesting is that because you already have you you're you're jumping back into this world with joel and ellie and um tommy and maria and if you've been watching the trailers then you're excited to know more about the characters i've introduced there like dina who the hell's maria uh, Tommy's uh, wife who runs Jackson. <laughs> oh, I had no, nope, no idea. What? No one. She in the first game? Yes. Used to me. I've been in the game the like six fuck, times. Jeremy. <laughs> no clue. You just played the start. Of, she's in the start of the game. She's in the yeah. last of us part two. Yeah, but like, uh, fucking, she's got like one moment. I don't know. Oh my god! All right, whatever. Have, anyway, no idea. Um, who are you? The point- <laughs> what? <laughs> point I'm trying to make is, um, nothing feels sacred now that there's a new game, and I don't know where it's going. And I feel like every in a way that wasn't because the whole point of the first game is you're Joel the smuggler and you've done some nasty shit, but you're this capable like old dude who's tasked with getting Ellie across the country to a base where they can investigate her seeming immunity to this fungal infection that has taken the world to its knees and destroyed it. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Fungal infection. Um, (laughs) Everyone has got really bad tinnies. (laughs) (laughs) um and so you you're kind of on board for that premise they don't mess with it that is that is the a to b it is joel and ellie from the start to the end and that is relatively you know how i said nothing is sacred that in that game that is what is sacred in that game the people you meet along the way aren't you know necessarily gonna stick around for the whole thing some of the people don't some of the people do you meet them later on like but the constant in that is Joel and Ellie, and that's what makes the ending of that game so good, is they get separated and there's this whole thing. 
This game, it's like, oh, no one's safe. If anyone is riding with Ellie in this game, I'm like, when is someone going to jump out from behind the next wall, stab you in the neck, and I have to watch for 30 minutes? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm just like, the whole time, I don't, I don't feel a moment of rest when I'm playing that game. <laughs> no. Anyway, that's, that's my thing. <laughs> yeah, like, I think there is that there's that saying which is um uh here we go there's uh shit hang on i'm gonna get it wrong um there's no completed stories in a capitalism um ah yes and i think i think i so last of us one i think is a fantastic game from beginning to like a fantastic story from from beginning to end like that is a very well-rounded story it's paced quite well it, it's. I think it's a really good length. I, if that game was any longer, I think I wouldn't enjoy it nearly as much as I did. Um, and I think it almost feels um, like blasphemous to see more of Jell- Jelly and Ol. <laughs> Ellie and Joel. Oh, Jelly! <laughs> um, I... So, I, like, what I've liked in this too is um there's like a uh, there was a phase in like marvel movies where um post-civil war um captain america and iron man never interacted until the beginning of endgame um which was like a three and a half year gap yeah um they never spoke they never were in the same scene they were never together which is wild considering that yeah which is wild considering that they appear in two movies at the same time um being spider homecoming technically and avengers (laughs) infinity war uh um and then all of a sudden seeing them talk at the beginning of Endgame, it's like, oh, I completely forgot what this was like and I missed this. Like, I missed seeing those two characters bounce off each other that way. Mm. Um, and then the beginning of Last of Us 1 is like Joel and Ellie like conversing and talking and uh, Ellie being older um, and being more of her own character as opposed to just like the... Like, she's fairly, like... She's, like, she's got some, like, spunk in the first game, but she's not really her own person yet, just because she's, like, 14 or something. Yeah. Um, In the beginning of Last of Us 2, like, she's got her own bungalow, she's, like, she's got her own tastes, and she's got her own relationships and stuff like that. Um, And it's, it's, it's odd. It's great seeing Ellie in that context, but it's really odd seeing more of these two characters because I'm so familiar with everything in the first game. Mm-hmm. Um... It makes me, like, I, I sort of, in my mind, I sort of wish that Last of Us 2 was new characters altogether. Um, yeah. Because I think that their story ended so well in the first game. Um, that being said, I'm still very curious to see what happens in the second game. I'm only just, like, I'm, I'm just past the snow. I'm, like, a four or five hours past the snow in, the, in Last of Us 2. Um Apparently this game is like 25 hours long. This, this game is apparently incredibly long. What um, the fuck, Naughty yeah, Dog? Yeah, right? Um, I I don't know. It's... Like, it, it, I think I think the beginning of, the, of Last of Us 2 is a little bit clumsier, only in the regard of 
you need to play the entire first game for you to care about what happens at the beginning of the second one. Um, uh, I mean, yes and no. They do rehash the start, and I I was quite impressed with how they rehashed the the end of Last of Us One in the, at the start of Last of Us Two. Yeah, I think they did a um, good job with that. Like they did, but I think I think for people new to the series, they'll be like, like they'll they'll go, I'm supposed to care about this character, but I haven't seen the reason why really um surely anyone that knows about last of us knows that you shouldn't really play and, and the that's the thing like like, like and that's completely fair and valid um because it is last of us part two it's not like Number last two. of us yeah, yeah like like it's not like a um it doesn't have like a subtitle that's like last of us among um, clickers yeah right <laughs> among clickers <laughs> A clicker's end. A <laughs> clicker's um, end. <laughs> um, uh, the mobile here. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> um, and so it is entirely meant to be a sequel. Um, so I don't know. It. Uh, I, I, it, it. That then falls into the. Is a sequel worse because you need to play the first one? Um, which is a different conversation altogether. But I think the first one, out of context. Um, is better as as a as a prologue yeah i um something that needs to be said because i haven't said it yet um this game is fucking stunning and while i just spent 20 minutes talking about how beautiful uncharted 4 is last of us part 2 is gorgeous yeah it's drop dead gorgeous i wish i was playing on a 4k tv with a pro i'm not that said nice. it's still unbelievable on a on a launch ps4 it's it's unreal honestly and it, it, the game also doubles as a heater um because of the how fast <laughs> your fucking ps4 fans spin um you can you can like roast marshmallows in front of the fire it's very immersive <laughs> anyway that was like i would love to hear all this beautiful sound design but i can't <laughs> my ps4 is too loud <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, but the way they reintroduce the infected as well, they have some really great ways that they do that. Like reintroducing you to the concept that the clickers are blind, but they can hear really well. They do it in this really quick, neat cutscene. Yeah. Um, ah, yeah, I'm excited to play more. Um, but yeah, that's about it. I had a couple of other things here, but they're pretty they're pretty meaningless. So um, I think we should just move along. Um, who wants Who wants to go next? June. Me. Me. Yes. Um, it's been, I think I checked when I last played Life is Strange 2 and it was in February. So it's been, how many months is that? Four months. Four months. And, um, I finally played episode three, Mm -hmm. um, over the weekend. And this is the one that introduces Finn and, um, can't remember her name. Ray. Doesn't matter. Huh? (laughs) Jesus just a pull name out of nowhere. No, it's no, Finn and Ray. Ah, <laughs> oh, I see. Um, anyway, the two white people with dreads. Those those ones. And I'd been putting it off for ages because I really did not like their characters. Um, anyway, I played it. And the more the more that game goes, the more depressing it is. Like, I think I'm going to have to take another four-month break. Because, oh, no. like, it was just... It's just a lot. And, like, there was no real respite. Like, normally there's, like, a nice moment where it's like happy and and sweet and you have a good brotherly bonding moment with um Daniel but like 
this was just not like you were fighting the entire time and it was just not good there's right. also a whole mini game where you just like chop up weed for like 20 minutes <laughs> 20 minutes having, well while also having trying to have a conversation at the same time so you're like playing like a weed chopping mini game while also trying to pick answers for conversation okay <laughs> yep all right i'm in yep <laughs> um and um i don't know yeah i think the next i really like the concept of the next episode like we played maybe half an hour of the next episode and then i'm like i can't yeah i can't do this right now um but it's like set in the south at like a a church almost like almost a cult i think it's gonna be and um the aesthetic's very good Mm. but I, i need a break for my poor heart yeah fair enough fair enough i um you know we were talking about you know walking dead and last of us you know just kind of making you feel things through how awful they are and i've i I almost mentioned life is strange but i don't feel like i'm enough of an authority to say that because i haven't played the first one but i do know that there are some terrible things that happen in that game yeah i think i think you're right i think it definitely like straddles that line as well i think there's i'm not sure about last of us obviously but i think there's enough good moments in life is strange for it to balance it out a little bit but um it is very depressing yeah it is it's hard yeah it's it's tricky especially at the moment like i last night i was playing last of us and i struggled to sleep afterwards because there's like this thing that happens anyway like i was just thinking about it i wasn't like you know like having nightmares or anything anyway so i'm like anyway i'll just chill out once i i'll 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 just i I close the game and then i was like i'll just launch youtube app on the playstation i'll watch something for 10 minutes before i go to bed and then I put on the bloody, like, ABC News re- recap of the coronavirus second wave outbreak in Victoria and how they're opening more testing centres and they're overwhelmed with 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 people and this thing is happening at this place. I'm like, oh, you know what? This is the wrong time to pick this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Yeah. It's hard balancing that stuff at the moment. There was this, um, I'm going to talk about, I think I want to talk about this scene because like, I'm still thinking about it now. And like this game, this game's theme revolves around, um, brotherhood and, um, racism, I think would probably be the main two. And, um, it's been really prominent through every episode that, that, uh, Sean and Daniel, they get demonized a lot, um, by white people um this this scene i think do you care about spoilers can i spoil it no uh, go ahead. yeah it's no, been I think long I, enough yeah go ahead so yeah. what is this episode three spoilers episode three yeah so you've just come from hospital and you don't know where your brother is and you've stolen you've escaped from hospital because you also um are going to be chipped off to juvie and you're you don't have anything except for like your bag and you have to steal a car and you're driving it's like a montage where you drive for like two uh, two days or something like that, and um, you need to pull over and sleep. So you sleep, and then you have um, a dream about your dad, where you're talking to your dad in the car, and it's upsetting. And then you wake up to two men banging on the window, saying that you're on their property. Um, and like you're like I don't I didn't know. Anyway, they make you like they make you stand. They go through all your shit. They make you stand at the front of the car and sing for them. And do they have and, guns? They have, yes, no, yes, no, I don't think so. 
Not, um, a, but not the, a big like, deal. You know, a big, a big hillbilly like white dude like, and this you know how however old um, Sean is like he's like sixteen, um, and he makes you sing and you're he's singing and he's like crying at the same time and he's trying to sing through like while he's crying it's it's like it's like Jesus. probably the worst like, the most upsetting scene apart from like the first scene at the in the first episode like it was it was just so much um anyway if you want to play that game like prepare yourself yeah that. yeah no shit especially yeah at a time like this wow yeah 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 i think yeah. that game has been evergreen since like 2016 like that game has been like pretty much like oh yep still relevant still yep. a window into <laughs> this current time period um and probably will be for quite a while yeah mm-hmm. unfortunately um yeah hey hey jeremy you've been as usual playing just a metric boatload of games um yeah. what do you want to start with um, I'll I'll go in order of my list. Um, so something uh, something new and relevant then something something new and relevant. Precious. and I finished uh, Silent Hill Two oh. <laughs> for, the, for the Sony PlayStation Two. Um, it's a cons- um, you might not have heard of this console. It came out in about two thousand. I think Ooh, it was two thousand. Wow, what a time! Um, so yeah, Jeremy so wasn't um, alive back then. Shut up. <laughs> I was three, Gary. Um, so my housemate and I, you may or may not remember if you listened to this episode, um, my housemate and I played Silent Hill 1 um, over the course of last year and uh, I think the year before as well a little bit. Um, that game was very, very good. Um, mm-hmm. Silent Hill 1 was not super long, had some really interesting and weird-ass puzzles um, and was quite cre- creepy in a way. Um I just Jeremy, my... you just you didn't see that in the podcast because we don't have a video feed. But Jeremy is at a standing desk and he's in his sentence and then he's just like whoop and he just whoop he just disappeared. <laughs> like there's, the there's something disappeared. so funny just about like lowering it. Um, <laughs> uh, sorry, I dropped my stylus thing. Um, yeah, so uh, the, the reason we played Silent Hill one is because we wanted to play two and three specifically. Um, right. And we, but we wanted to play all of them because. Silent is a franchise that is quite popular, um, almost cult at this point. Yeah. Um, it's getting to that stage where there hasn't been like a new Silent Hill game in so long that to play them, you have to go out and dig up a PS2 mm-hmm. and then find a copy of the game or pirate it like we did. Um, and it's like... You're not supposed to admit to that. No, fuck cops, ACAP. Um, <laughs> and... Um, uh, yeah, because the, the remake on the PS3 is really bad. Um, so yeah, so we played through Silent Hill 2, um, Silent Hill 2 is the uh, first one to feature Pyramid Head, um, mm-hmm. a character that June loves, um, Love uh, by the way, June, I found a Pyramid Head fan cam on Twitter if you want to see oh, that later. Very good. Um, Send me a link. Yep. Why is his lower half so clean? Is what I <laughs> clean? Ass. It's so clean. Very clean. Um... <laughs> So yeah, uh, my thoughts on Silent Hill Two are is it, it's very good. It's very very weird. Um, that game like doesn't... Deadly Premonition weird. No, like like uh, Death Stranding weird. Um, right. Okay, that was my next. Yeah, like like I so the entire time I've been playing Silent Hill Two, I've been like, oh, I totally understand why Konami wanted Kojima to make the new Silent Hills game. Um, 
because it, it literally would have been a match made in heaven. Um, uh, I don't know. That game has a lot of really heavy themes and has a lot of sub- subtlety um, and a lot of not so subtlety. Mm-hmm. It's got really odd characters and the dialogue is so stilted, um, but it's so charming anyway because you, you play those games knowing that the dialogue is going to be super fucking weird. Um, the game had some moments where... This is a PS2 game, right? Like, this game looks like a PS2-ass PS2 game. There are moments where both my housemate and I were particularly frightened um, because we had no idea what was going on. It wasn't jump scares. There are no jump scares in this game. It is just, like, creepy, grotesque, uncanny moments which really, like, cuts through you and chills your bones. Um... It's very good. It's a very good game. <laughs> some excellent sounds. Um, some excellent sound design. There are some fantastic moments where you are like, where sounds won't trigger unless you're walking. And so you can hear sounds undercutting your footsteps. And then you're like, what's that sound? And you stop walking and the sound stops. Um, oh. <laughs> excellent, excellent horror sort of moments. Um, this is like, I think Silent Hill is the perfect horror game for people who don't like horror. Because you will be scared, but you will love every moment of it. Um, it's 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 a great great time, and because like like one of the things I hate about horror films is jump scares because like like they're cheap and they they don't work. Like I just get uh, and then I'm like ah, oh, that sucked. Fuck you. Um, this game is like yeah, like you're scared, and we both know it. We both know it, and I'm making you scared, but we're loving it. Um, uh, it's it's great fun. Silent Hill two, very good game. As it turns out. As it turns out. No one knew. Yeah, right? I'll I'll, I'll say it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, And I also, like, I love, like, just the look of Pyramid Head and how slow and how determined he is in this game. So good. So, so good. I can't believe that Pyramid Head has only been in two Silent Hill games. Um, And it was number two and number five. Five? Five in a kiss. Yeah, right? Like, it was just like a, and it was like a, referential moment of pyramid head in that in in five as well like five isn't really one that's super like a loved. hallucination or something no like like he's in it but it's like it was more of like an homage because like five i think is connected to two as like a spiritual sequel um but like it, it's it's wild how little if pyramid head is and how much of an impression that that he leaves on you hmm. he is the silent hill baddie that's what everyone knows he like, is but like in one two and three he's only in he's two. not there yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. Silent Hill 2? Very good. Um, so, I don't think Destiny 2. Mm-hmm. Shocking. Um, so, a new season has come out. Season of the Arrivals. Um, oh, season of Arrivals. Of Arrivals. It's also worth mentioning they've done a massive announcement of their next few years to come, and it looks very positive, but we don't yes. really need to get into that here. I, re- I recommend looking it up, though, if you've had any interest in Destiny 2, but continue to. Yeah. Um, like yeah, like I, I, I think I'll briefly touch on the, on the biggest announcement, which is um, they're bringing back some old Destiny One stuff. Um, yes. So I'm introducing some new areas, and they're also going to start removing areas from the game. Um, what? So like the reason being, apparently it takes days for them to get a build because the game is so big. The game yeah. is get, getting close to 120 gigabytes on PS4. Yeah. Um, and it's just one of the things where the game is getting too large for its like for it to handle. Um, Something so they, they have to start vaulting content that people aren't using as much, 
to then introduce content that people will be using and they'll cycle through stuff. So stuff will come back, stuff will come, like stuff will leave. Um, Have they said what they're going to be taking out? Yeah. So I think they're taking out two worlds. Um, no, no, it's more than that. It's Mercury, Io, Mars, um, the, the Leviathan. I mean, that, that's, that's Mercury. Or... No, the yeah, Leviathan is in like all the all the raids on the on the Leviathan. Yeah. Um, there's kind another. Kind about Io, I guess. Yeah, there's there's one more location, but I don't remember what it is. Mm. Um, and like, and they're gonna weave it into the story as well, because um, those giant pyramids that have been going through space for years um, are going to reach those planets. I'm assuming. Um, well, there's already one well, on Io. Um, yeah. Which is very good and very menacing and oppressive. Um, man, Bungie loves shapes. <laughs> and it, like and i love the way bungie loves shapes they just like they love big circle they love big triangle and i'm so so fucking here for it um <laughs> they watched evangelion once oh my god we like we gotta do yeah. that <laughs> yeah um so so yeah I have, a, I have a story from destiny 2 one story out of context um which is we did a raid um me and uh some friends um, friend of the show, Ollie, um, uh, and uh, other friends, we all did a raid that was supposed to take about three and a half hours to do. Um, uh, so it was a raid that uh, no one had finished before. Um, so it was sem- like not blind because we had a guide to go through it because otherwise it would take like a millennia. Um, <laughs> but uh, we uh, like we hadn't all finished this raid. Like none of us had actually finished this raid before. So what we were doing is we had to go through certain encounters and in between certain encounters, Hang we had on, to so do these other little... Ch- I was just going to say, for those who are interested, which raid was it? Uh, Garden of Salvation. Um, right, so the Shadowkeep raid. The Shadowkeep raid. Um, cool. The, the newest raid, I believe. Um, yes. Yeah, it would be. Um, so, yes. Um, uh, and what we were doing while we were doing the raid is we wanted to get an exotic gun, which to do that, you have to do certain challenges in between the big combat encounters. Um, and there's six challenges, and then you beat the raid, and then you get the exotic gun. These challenges, they're not combat challenges. They're all, like, um, they're, they're quite cool. They've introduced, like, a mechanic in this raid called, like, tethering, where if uh, there's, like, a box that if you stand nearby, you will then get tethered to the box, and then if someone stands next to you, then the tether will go to you. Um, so you have to make lines and tether to certain, like, you could go from the box to a door and then you unlock the door. Um, so you have to, like, all stand in a line. And while you're tethered, you can't shoot um, or use your abilities. So you have, sometimes have to do it in-game, um, like in combat encounters, rather, um, to then get a buff to kill enemies. Um, oh, man. But in between you doing that, you can't shoot at all. So everyone's just tanking damage while this thing is tethering. Um, so you've got to be, like, coordinated. It's great fun. It's really, really good. Um, so there's a bunch of tether puzzles in between. So we got to the end of the raid just before the final boss, got into the room after doing, I think we were going for three and a half hours at that point. Um, four hours maybe, uh, more than that, might've been four or five hours at that point. Um, we get into the room to do the final challenge and there's six little uh, dials on the ground and they all represent the different challenges you've done. Um, and there's like a little hologram that appears when you've done the, the challenge. One of them was broken in the game. Like as in like the hologram was like shattered. And we oh. looked at that and we went, 
if that one looks different to all the other ones, we did all the challenges, right? Yeah, we did. Yeah, of course we did. We did all the challenges. <laughs> we didn't do all the challenges. Um, so raids and destiny. If you get halfway through and then decide that it's time to go to bed, for example, um, you can leave and come back uh, any time between now, like any time between you leaving and the weekly reset to continue where you left off with the same group. Um, however, for this challenge. Uh, you can't leave and come back because otherwise the challenge is then clear. You have to redo all the challenges. So we were like, oh no, we must have missed one of them somewhere. I can't believe we missed one of them somewhere. And then we started thinking about the raid and we started thinking about the layout of the entire map and we realized, oh, we could possibly make our way back to the beginning. There was no walls that appeared. There was no gigantic drops that we did. We could probably platform our way back to the beginning of the raid, which will be empty at this point because we've done all the combat encounters, and probably go back and redo the challenge. So we spent about half an hour slowly making our way back. <laughs> um, at, at some point, like, and because different classes have different jumps, and so platforming is different for different characters. Um, I was a titan, which has a um, not the highest jump, but I've got a I've got an alt, which I just like launch myself and so i was like doing oh, yeah, it. I you, be, away you become a missile shot. yeah you become a missile you become um we call it the yeet titan um <laughs> where i was just like launching and then spiraling up because you have to move in a direction and then slamming into a wall to reach a ledge <laughs> and we got to a point where we were like uh, we were slowly getting there um but we were all getting stuck and we we're all getting quite tired one, one of us had to leave because they were like i've I've got work in the morning and it's midnight. Like I gotta go, um, and so and so we're apologizing that we couldn't finish the raid with them, but we were, we were going to keep on going, um, and then our fire team leader, who will remain nameless, who definitely, <laughs> listening, definitely definitely listening right now, um, was like, I got an idea. Um, so one of us had made it to the to the beginning of the raid where we think we missed the first, the very first challenge. Because the, the dial that was fra uh, fractured was the first one. So uh, they were like, okay, I got an idea. Because one of us already made it there, how about everybody leave apart from the person who's already there and then we'll join on them and hopefully we'll all spawn back at the beginning. However, they were the party leader. So it took everybody to orbit. <laughs> absolutely everybody to orbit. And everyone was like, Oh my god, no, 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 no. <laughs> and so the challenges, progress, wiped. Not only that, but you'd also lost one of your six players, right? At that point, that was when our teammate was like, I, I, I gotta go. Like, I gotta sleep. Because um, you messaged me at like 11 and you're like, hey, Kerry, do you want to come and do a blind raid with us? We need we need you. No, not was, a blind raid. I was like, do you want to do an empty raid with us because we've done all the combat accounts? Right. Because so, so when we re-entered the raid, all the challenges were, were wiped and we had to do all those again. However, all the, all the combat encounters were still completed where we were up to. So the yeah. raid was just empty. Um, <laughs> so we're like, okay, so now we just got to do all the challenges again. So we did slowly make our way back. That took about another half an hour, and we went through all the challenges again, step by step by step by step by step. And then we got, and, and so we got a new person joining us who did all the challenges with us, um, someone else in our clan. And we did all the challenges, and we're like, great, awesome, cool. Did all the challenges. We got all right this time. Now we're up to the final encounter. 
you get to the final encounter, the person who joined us goes, sorry, I'm really sorry, something's come up, an emergency's come up, I've really got to go. And we're like, okay, that's totally fine. You know, sorry, you couldn't complete the raid with us. And they're like, that's cool, I, but like they had to go. Then they had to leave again. So then now we're down to five. You cannot beat this raid with five well, we, <laughs> we cannot beat this raid with five people. So then we had to go, and then I started messaging you again, I started messaging other people, like just trying to like, okay, let's just try and fill this gap so we can get this fucking thing done because it's, it's, uh, it's about five and a half hours at this point. I think you're. I, at, tr- I think it was. I think you're at midnight by this point because I'm, we, I'm we, seeing we, the yeah. Discord chat when people are yep. dropping in and dropping out. We, we were we were very we were very close to midnight at this point. And I'm like, oh god, okay. So then when we went on, um, like Destiny, like Friend Finder, whatever it's called, LFG, um, to find just some rando, and we ended up finding this guy who had done the raid a million times but had never done the challenge. And we were like, well, good for you, good news for you, pal. You don't have to do the challenges because you're going to get it retroactively because we've done all the challenges. And <laughs> this guy was like, awesome, I'm totally in. He'd done the raid like five times, so he knew how to like just tell everybody what to do. Um, still took another hour. <laughs> <laughs> the final fight. We wi- you, you can wipe in five minutes in that fight. We died so many fucking times. It was so, so difficult. Um, it was every it, like it, Destiny does this great thing where the final encounter is like every mechanic you've learned along the way now put to the test. Um, it was it was great fun. It was really fucking hard, and the relief and the yells that happened when we finally killed that fucking final boss were like it was so so relieving. Um, was it worth it? It was great fun. Like, the thing is, like we were having fun the entire time. Like we got fucking tired towards the end. Like the moods were like happening towards the end everyone was like okay all right like let's just let's just do it again and there was like a bit of silence and then we just start and just doing calls again um it was worth it it was it was good good fun um and i streamed the entire thing for six and a half hours and then went back later and watched the tape and found that we didn't even miss the first challenge we missed like the third challenge um but like so what happens when you do a challenge like a, a sound goes like ding and then you get a piece of text saying that like challenge complete or whatever it is um when we did the third challenge the noise happened but the text didn't come up because we did it right but wrong and so i felt kind of cheated by that it, it was real weird um because there's a way to do it and there's a way not to do it um and we did it the way not to do it which still gave us like a affirming sound um that's really annoying really annoying um the, the, there's one final part I just want to talk about is um, so the way the tether works is like how I explained before but if you get six people all connected to the tether and the first and the last person in the line are both connected to the box then you tether in a ring and so you can take the tether from one location to another <laughs> but if if an object uh, breaks the tether then the tether is broken and you've got to go oh, back no. again which is so fun because you have to then walk you have in to a big jump. circle over <laughs> to it and you're just like walking in a big ring. It's like a, it's like a big hula hoop and you have to like jump over shit. You have to like basically dunk yourselves over objects to then complete <laughs> challenges. Um, it is so, so funny. It is so stupid looking because there's all these like big armored up like people with guns and when you're tethered you go third person so you can see everybody really well. Is it intended? Yeah, no, that's the point. Like that, like that, that's that, that's the intended part. It just looks so stupid and so good. Um, oh, that's it funny. is so 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 funny. Great mechanic. I hope I hope they throw some of that mechanic into the into the main game because it's such a fucking awesome thing to do. 
Um, that's my that's my destiny story. Um, I love it when you come in with stories. Stories uh, are fun. Oh, you're gonna love that I have another Frostpunk story. Oh no! <laughs> Everyone's trapped in. The last one was harrowing. <laughs> um, this one is a little bit. This one isn't as harrowing, um, but it's still quite a lot. Um, so, June, have you played any of the Frostpunk DLC? No. So, okay, okay, you haven't played Frostpunk at all yet, have you? Okay. So, uh, DLC, DLC is called out, The Last Autumn. The Last Autumn, um, mm. which is a fantastic fucking name. Mm. Um, it is about the last autumn before the eternal winter that is Frostpunk, basically. Before um, the Frostpunk. Yes. Um, the Last Autumn is about creating one of the big furnaces um, that you use in Frostpunk main game. Um, so when you, when you start Frostpunk, basically, you already have like a, a small town and it's a furnace that everyone goes to when it becomes winter. Um, and you start building a town there. So this is about creating um, the furnace and you have deadlines and you have workers that have to build the furnace so it's about it's about building the furnace as, as in this one as opposed to like survival you still have to survive you've got to get food and resource management stuff like that but humanity hasn't fallen yet so you can still like there are other con- col- colonies that you can talk to um, and gain resources from and trade with um, uh, but the, the aim is different the aim is about you have an objective as opposed to just surviving um, which is really, really interesting because they've introduced different mechanics in this one um, where you have to keep up worker motivation. Okay. So you have to make sure the workers are happy, which also means that the workers will unionize. Um, and workers, if you start abusing the workers and they become not happy and they start going on strike and then you have to manage what you want to do there. <laughs> In true Frostpunk fashion, you could become extremely fascist um, <laughs> to get the job done um, mm-hmm. at the cost of lives and... Humanity. Sh- yeah, and like your soul, right? Um, it's so, so fascinating. They do some really incredible things of like... Uh, because the workers, like you're the boss, but like, and so you're telling the workers what to do, but they can say no. Um if they're condition- if they're not happy, basically, mm. um, which is really really fascinating to try and manage because, like I, I in this game basically I become everything I hate, which is like we've got deadlines to meet, otherwise I'm gonna get fired, and they're like we're dying, and then I'm like yeah, but then I'll lose, um, <laughs> <laughs> right? So it's it's really really great. Um, there's so many like the the, the the progression tree is so great because you have to create like union. Uh, like you have to do, you have to like sit down with the union and they'll be like hey like we're not going to work until our safety conditions are met and we've got enough food at home stuff like that um and so you have to like manage that stuff but then then like this like this looming deadline of like you've got to get the furnace done otherwise like otherwise everything's gonna fuck up and balancing that is so 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 good it's it's so hard to do um I, I found this way harder than the normal game um mm. but i also haven't played the game in a while so it might have just been like me like remembering how to play um eventually winter does come as well um so you can create oh. docks which is like a really great way to get resources because you're just constantly getting a, a supply of resources from the other areas um in the map 
uh, which you don't see, but like they just talk to you. Um, and then you slowly get the resources, put them into your pool, and then you can use them. Um, eventually, winter does. There is like a winter that that rolls through. Um, not like the big winter, but like a a smaller like freeze comes through. Um, and then because it's like uh, along the beach, um, then the water freezes. And so you do have to do another like, oh fuck, I'm not getting any more resources for the time being. I got to survive. Um, and also, no one wants to go out in the cold because I don't have any resources. And if, like, I haven't been managing heat this entire time because I didn't know that winter was coming. Mm. And then all of a sudden, like, it arrives, and I'm like, oh, like I am so fucked. And <laughs> so, I, as per usual, this game, I went full fascist. <laughs> executions work. Executions work. Executions work. Oh, there's no food. Oh, you're not happy. Oh, you're striking. Stop striking. Otherwise, I'm going to kill you. Just keep like in that constant loop that I was doing the first time. Quick I won question, Jeremy: Is cannibalism an option in this, in this game? No, it's not. Okay, um, just ch- just checking. It should be. Uh, it's uh, it is just like I'm just like stressed the entire time. I'm like quickly managing and like oh god, like I'm gonna fail in a moment if I don't kill someone right now. Um, it's it's really 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 good. Um, Frostpunk is an incredible game that I cannot recommend enough. And the last autumn, and apparently, like I, I haven't played the other DLC, but um, I've heard that it's also quite good. Um, it's great that they can grab that formula and then mm. flip it on its head in a way that is different and refreshing, but still that same basic core game that you can get very good at. Um, love Frostpunk, so good. You're very, you're very good at selling games. I think you should become a game salesman. Yeah, I, I, I think I, I, I would be very good at a job that would. Um, that would require me uh, yeah. to tell people what games are good and get them to pay money for them. <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's getting cut. Um, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have one final game to talk about. Uh, uh, this is a smaller game. Um, should I quickly get up the name of the person who created the game? Um, uh, Olivia Haynes, who is a uh, Melbourne game developer. Um, uh, tweeted last week um, about a game that they had made. Um, uh, the game is called Terracotta, and the tweet is, small game I made about trying to understand how I felt during isolation. Oh. Um, it's a really, really lovely, small little experience. Um, it's, uh, like a, it's basically just like an internal monologue of how she's felt during the past few weeks um, on itch uh, it's about just like her where her mind is at at home and how much she has recently enjoyed just being outside um, it only took about 20 minutes to beat um, and it's just about like basically how she's felt and how like I have also been as I was playing this game I'm like yeah I, like it was it's very like it hits home in a way that's really um, reassuring, um, and just that, like how sh- just a small story about how she needs to go to the shops to get food because she still needs to eat um, during isolation. It's really, really lovely. It looks really nice. It's got it's got like a very like pastely art style, um, and I just wanted to give it a quick shout out because it's a very, very Nice game. Mm. Was that on the itch bundle? No, no, it's uh, just on uh, mm. livvy.itch.io is her 
Twitch. So check that one out if you're interested. Mm, sounds nice. Uh, it's got lovely Australian bird sounds throughout it. Which is like, it's an Australian game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just from Melbourne. Oh, interesting. Oh, I think you said that. That's right. Cool. It sounds neat. I mean, I'm impressed that someone could whip out something about isolation. I mean, I guess they were in isolation, so I had time to do it. But, like, I'm surprised someone threw together a game that quickly. That's impressive. Mm. Um, well, that was, that was, a, that was a, a corker of a what we've been playing section. Um, we've definitely earned our break, and I think we'll take it. But um, first... Let's find out what the question for the week is, and then we'll, we'll get into the news after the break. So, um, what is the question of the week, June, for the June's Question Corner? If you could show the creator of Pong one game from 2020, what would you choose? And I don't mean, like, one game that came out in 2020. Just, like, one game from now. And we're also talking about the creator of Pong back when he created Pong, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Well... Have a think. Uh, enjoy the music from Shook, who I forgot to shout out at the start of the uh, episode, but enjoy Shook's music uh, during the break. And while you do that, uh, after you do that, we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Minimap Cast. You've been listening to Shook Music's Moog Model D Improv for the music for the Minimap cast. You can find more of Shook's music at shook.bandcamp.com. We highly recommend them. Uh, the question for this week is about to be answered. June, what was it again? If you could show the creator of Pong one game from now, what would you choose? Hmm... I'm going to go first because um, I don't Also, have, like, do you want to restart your answer. timer? Oh, yeah, I do want to restart my timer. Thank you. Um, I, I remembered as I went into the voice, I'm like, well, I can't break character. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome um, to the Mimap Cast. Start your timer. <laughs> let me start because my answer is kind of like not specific. Okay. I don't even have a good answer. Um, I think I was thinking like, would it be something with like good mechanics or would it be something that's really beautiful that straddles the line between what a video game is and what... A, a movie is or something like what real life is and i think i think it would be something that's really gorgeous that that does both i think maybe like i don't know something like uncharted 4 or um red dead 2 even yep um yep. you know one of those ones where you look at a picture of it and it's like is this is this just a picture of like a sunset like outside or is this like a picture yeah. of an in-game sunset i cannot tell um, oh, that'd be cool to to show him. Oh, we, I need to get his name back up again. Uh, Alan, hang on, I just had it. Um, Alan Alcorn. Mm. Excellent. Is he? He's still alive, right? Yep. Excellent. Um, um, if so we were to show Alan this, I'd, I'd also, you know, a game like that. I think it'd also be cool to show him photo mode because now they've yeah. got those like field of view differences and the and the, you know. Yeah, something like that. I was thinking, like you know the general answer for this, these sort of questions is normally like journey um, <laughs> or something like that. But I think like journey is really gorgeous, but I think if it was to be shown to someone from back in, when was it? Eighties. 
and um 70s almost i think 70s that i think that something that sort of focuses more on the graphics would be a better way to do it i'm not sure 1972 yeah that's jesus that's 48 years ago that's doing 50 (laughs) years ago holy shit were you alive back then carrie no yeah you were <laughs> That's the the weakest one yet. Got him. <laughs> Got him. I'm gonna need a burn for my aged skin. Yeah. Oh, God. Can you play the applause button on your... Sure can. I can't find it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. That's not it. (laughs) All right. All right. Moving on. Moving on. Um, Oh, son of a bitch. Um, So... (laughs) I completely lost my train of thought. So... So you you you're thinking like like Horizon Zero Dawn, Red Dead, Uncharted, um, the the real heavy hitters. What about something like Control? Because that's got sort of that visual fidelity inside of a very weird supernatural setting. Yeah, I wouldn't rule it out. I think that would probably it wouldn't be my first choice, but mm. yeah, fair enough. Harry. I've got, I came up with three answers. I was saying this in the break. I was like, what do you choose? Because Pong, like, if that's, like, part of the genesis of gaming, right? Like, you go back to that and asteroids and, you know, the really, really, really simple stuff. Pong is so pure and simple. It's just very simple and clean. It's 2020, Jeremy. 2020. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts. All of Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> Look what you did. <laughs> Where's your so, god now? Because, <laughs> like, from Pong, you can you can draw the line from Pong to MMOs and also mobile games and also, like, narrative-focused games and also, like, multiplayer shooters and all sorts of stuff. Um, and so I've got, I've got like, th- like, three ideas. One of them is, like, Candy Crush, as in this, like, one of the simplest like lowest common denominator games one of the games that's kind of like a bit of a gotcha kind of take your monies like kind of i don't know like like kind of rampant monetization games like that 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 are just made to give you dopamine that are so full of feedback and then you compare it to pong it's like it's not like pong's got radical like screen pause like frame skip freeze frame screen shake like effects going on in it you know it's just yeah i I always thought the progression in pong could have always been improved (laughs) (laughs) so it's like candy crush is so exorbitantly just like it's it's just a dopamine machine you know it's like oh i got four in a row and it's like (laughs) you know anyway that's one of them and then the other one i thought is like pac-man championship edition 
for like a similar reason, do you, have you guys seen like the feedback for Pac-Man Championship Edition? Like the the way it works when you finally start getting a combo. Nope. It's like it's really intense. Like it's this bright rainbow neon, like this kind of effect on the screen. It goes like like it's a really intense visual style on the top of an old game like Pac-Man. So I think that'd be a really interesting way to just be like, hey, here's a game that's like pretty similar to what you were making back then. And then it's also like just on steroids. Like it's wild. Um, Sorry, I just saw the Pyramid Head fan cam. Come on. And the the other one I got is almost a cheat. Like I kind of want to show... I would kind of, this year, I would want to show them Final Fantasy VII, the original, like, the original, the first, like, 30 minutes, and then show them the first hour of the remake. That's a good one. Mm. So then you've, you've kind of got this, like, 25-year step up, like, 25 years, then 25 years, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think that could be really cool. Um, it's a bit over the top, it's a bit silly, you know, like... It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, it's very fantastical, but I think I think that could be a, a, a cool way to do it. Is is just that like, well, this is how far it's come to have have his mind be blown by the original Final Fantasy VII, and then blown, and again. then have his mind be blown <laughs> by the... what? You're going to kill this man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, those are my answers. Jeremy, what do you got, um, Jeremy? Dreams. Yeah, oh. that's a good one. I want to show. Hey, you! What you um, looking at? What you looking at? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 just, just, just that game. <laughs> like, look how far we've come. It's gonna be like, what the fuck is this? Um. Uh, I would love to show back then the creator of Pong what it would be like, like how easy and how accessible it would be in the future to develop games. Um. Mm. I think that would be mind blowing um, to see like how easy it is to first of all sculpt in three D. Yeah, three D, um, just anything. Yeah, and I I would be like, okay, make pong again and see how long it takes you. Yeah, <laughs> and it would take like not that long really. He'd probably look at the controller and go, "What the fuck is this controller?" Yeah, um, he would have a bigger issue with just that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, um, but like the I, I could show him people making Pong in dreams and then yep. show different versions of Pong and then I can yeah, go from there. I think that would be um, fascinating to see the reaction of someone from 1972 look at dreams and go, wait, so other people make these games in this game? Like, this is a game with a... Yeah. <laughs> good answer. Mm. You both had good answers. Oh, thanks. I did it as well. I was kind of hoping, I was expecting Jeremy to to say journey and i really hope so especially after june was like oh journey <laughs> <laughs> i didn't i didn't think about it i'd be like i want to journey but yeah you want um, you want next for next question yes please um i don't think we've done this one what uh what one game would you choose to remake to become a fitness game ah i like trending trending it's also a parenthood game yeah. Sort of. Oh, Mario Party would be so fun. <laughs> I, I've got an answer, and I'm gonna, 
I'm going to put it down now, but I, I, I want to say it next week because I think it's actually too good of an answer to say right now because I think it is just going to be my actual answer. So tune in next time to find out what I'm going to say. Yeah, it's very exciting. Uh, Hang on, wait, wait, wait. Is that, can I cut this out? Is that God of War or Gears of War? <laughs> yeah, that's why I put it there. I, I try to put them in there like really ambiguously. <laughs> it, it's actually um, it's actually the Italian version of Guild Wars. <laughs> Guild <of> Wars. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry now, but the entire bit's got to be left in. It does. I didn't. I didn't give you the answer, so that's fine. Yeah. Okay, so on with the news. It's been a lot of stuff in the last couple of weeks. Um, in the last month, as we mentioned at the start of the episode, obviously in the world a lot of stuff is happening. Um, so we're going to kind of be weaving in and out of stuff we mentioned at the start of the podcast and also random other things that have been happening. Um, to kick us off, though, with what news has happened, um, the PlayStation 5 reveal event happened. And what's, what's that? It's the Sony's PlayStation console. Oh, it's... Sony's PlayStation Five. Sorry. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so they had a showcase event, and it was about a bit longer than an hour. It showcased mostly, almost entirely games, but they ended it with a showcase of the look of the PlayStation Five console and a number of its accessories uh, as well. So I'm going to read uh, just a, a roundup here from Tom Marks from IGN. Uh, PS5 reveal event, reveal event, everything announced at the show. Uh, Sony has finally given the world a glimpse at PS5 games, and you can see them all below. During a PS5 reveal event live stream Thursday, Sony showed off what it called a glimpse at, quote, the future of gaming, providing a first look at PS5 gameplay and new, new game reveals, as well as the cons console design itself. Uh, so the console design was revealed featuring a white and black body matching its DualSense controller. No price or date was, no price or date was not revealed alongside, that's a typo. No price or date was revealed alongside it, but it's still planned for a release holiday 2020. Uh, what is the PS5 digital edition? A discless version of the PlayStation 5 console was also revealed called the PS5 digital edition. No price or date was revealed for this version either. Horizon Forbidden West, uh, the sequel to Horizon 2, was announced with a cinematic trailer. Um, shows okay, instead of reading the list, let's talk about the stuff that we actually are excited about. <laughs> let's not just uh, go through the list of the games that were announced, because that's boring. Okay, fine, fair enough, whatever. Fine, I mean, it, fine. What, what games are y'all interested in for the PlayStation 5? Rupture and Clank. Uh, <laughs> 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 One of two Insomniac games announced this uh, <laughs> And that's this event. Yeah, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart was shown off. That that does look neat. I'm skeptical, honestly. Nah. Right. Yeah, I am because the the last game they came out with, which was the the game the based on the movie in. based on the game. Um, that was still good though. I still enjoyed that game. That still felt like a Ratchet and Clank game. And yes, I think the other thing that let it down was the story. Yes, and because it was so short. Yes. Um, and the, there was no real expansion on. It didn't really do anything new. I think. Yeah. I, I platinum that game. I love. Yeah. That. Like that game. Yeah. That game's great. But it's like it's kind of a, it's a Ratchet and Clank game with almost like without a like a an identity. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because like it's got all those cool like voice acted moments and cinematic moments from the movie. Um, 
but obviously because the movie's only an hour and a half long, like you get a lot of great moments at the start in like the first three or four hours. They spread it out really well. And then the second half of that game, like none of the characters like banter with each other. There's no... No, and yeah, it doesn't really happen in the movie either. And it gets really stilted and weird and then it just kind of ends. Um, And so it's... It is good. It's like it's a good game, but compared to playing two or three or um, Tools of Destruction or Crack in Time, like all yep. of those games have their own unique identities um, mm. for a Ratchet and Clank game, and I think that's what the last one was missing. And looking at this trailer, it reminded me of seeing the Tools of Destruction trailer for PS3 the first time. Yeah, where it's like, I, I, oh wow, look at the six. Look at the six-axis controls that you can fly in this one section, and we've got cooler graphics that make it look great. And it's like, okay, yeah, that's fair, that's good. Um, but yeah, I want, I, I need to see more. I'll play it. I'm gonna buy it. I'll probably platinum it. But <laughs> um, if I have you know, to, it looks I very good. All of the, all of the games shown off looked fantastic. Mm-hmm. It, it reminds me so much of yeah, like the PS3 Ratchet and Clank, like you said. Like it looks like it looks like that universe as well. It looks like it's not even the sequel to the one that already came out on PS4. Um, uh, it was part of the Ratchet and Clank Future series, um, which yeah. is what it was dubbed. Um, uh, yeah, it looks it looks looks mighty nice. That, that Ratchet and Clank showcase that that SSD. <laughs> Clank so shiny. Yeah. Um, I'm most excited for Spider-Man Miles Morales. Um, which I did not see coming at all, and they basically opened the show with it. Um, no, just, they opened the show with Grand Theft Auto Five on PlayStation Five. Yeah. I said they basically opened the show with it. <laughs> Credit where it's due. Um, I'm so excited. Um, it's not. They have confirmed since that uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales is not Spider-Man Two. Um, yep. It is more of an expand alone. Uncharted the Lost Legacy sort of a deal. So a game in its own right, perhaps shorter in length and scope, um, but still worthy of its own title and disc and gameplay. Um, I'm so excited. <laughs> it looks fantastic. Um, and they're doing this whole thing. It's like New York in winter, so it's snowy, and it's also looking like a bunch of neon colors. And Miles looks great, and it's going to look great, and I'm so Miles excited. Miles does look great. Suit looks awesome too. I've done this thing with my phone because it's got that always on display. Um, I went to set a new background, which was just like his suit, like logo. Um, and then I saw this thing, it was like set as always on display picture. I'm like, oh, what's that? So now there's this like faint red spider logo on my black display when my phone's, when my screen's off. It's like sitting above the time. It's just this red spider. It's really neat. Yeah. Uh, what were you most excited for, Jeremy? Horizon. Horizon uh, Forbidden Wilds. Forbidden West. Um, Forbidden West. Yeah, that's yes. right. Yeah. <laughs> Forbidden Wilds was a DLC, wasn't it? Uh, something Frozen like Wilds. Yeah. Frozen, Frozen Wilds, Wilds. yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I still believe that Horizon Zero Dawn was the best game of 2017. Um, and maybe one of the best like new IPs I've ever mm-hmm. played. Um, probably the best new IP i played on PS4. Um Spider-Man doesn't really count, um, I suppose. Um, I, yeah. I, I, I love Horizon. Um, I platinum that game. Uh, the story is so good. The characters are great. The location and the, the setting is really, really good. 
Um, and like Horizon Zero Dawn, the first one just looked fucking stunning on the PlayStation Four. Really like did. it looked really, really incredible. Um, I absolutely cannot wait to see what it looks like on a PlayStation Five. I went back and played Horizon in the last couple of weeks. I played it for a couple of hours. Looked gorgeous on the projector. Yeah. That game's a little loose in some areas. Ah, um, the story, some of the side stories, like a really poorly animated, sound designed, and voice acted. And oh, the, 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 the voice acting in the side stories is like I, I, I always forget that there's side stories in that game. Yeah, um, maybe that's part of my problem is because I clear out the world and the world's so big, so I haven't done. Gotta, the main gotta story stop doing so that. Long. You're gonna burn yourself out on so many fucking games. <laughs> hey, it's it's gotta be this far. Um, but you mean, yeah, you, part- did you beat Assassin's Creed Odyssey yet? <laughs> No, it's because I put 43 hours into Origins, <laughs> like not long before it. Did you beat um, Origins? I beat it. Okay. Yeah. Um, a couple of other things they announced, they finally revealed Bluepoint's uh, remake that they're doing. They are remaking Demon's Souls from From Software, um, the predecessor to Dark Souls and Bloodborne uh, and Sekiro, I guess. Um, a full remake from the ground up, just like they gave uh, Shadow of the Colossus treatment to. Don't know if it's going to be exclusive, but I imagine it will be. Um, that was just a cinematic trailer. Didn't see much from that. Saw a lot of uh, Deathloop gameplay, which I thought was... It actually looked really neat. It actually looked a lot more like Dishonored than I thought it did. Mm. Um, and that game's going to be a, a basically a launch window title um, yeah. for PS5. Um, that game PS4 as well? It will be a PS5 exclusive on consoles, but will also launch on PC. I don't know if it's on PS4. I'm really mm. sad that I'm, one, bad at those games, and two, don't like those games, because I would love to play this game. Yeah. I don't think I know, I'm going to have a good time with it. I know what you mean. You I like played it. through, like, half of the original Dishonored, and I got I kind of got bored and bounced out. Mm. Um, but, yeah, this looks really neat. Great style. Um, but, yeah, so much more like Dishonored than I thought it was going to be. Um, bug snacks bug snacks <laughs> yep so bug snacks uh, next game from the people who made Octodad yep uh, you research these edible food creatures like strawberries with legs bug and stuff snacks. like that and then you eat them and then your like hand becomes a, a strawberry and it's got like a theme song that Twitter was obsessed with for like two weeks it's really weird. Bug snacks. <laughs> um, Hitman 3 was announced, which I think is pretty neat. Yeah. Um, Resident Evil 8, which, by the way, has got the single best logo that I've ever seen in fucking video games. Because yeah. it's just with the village. And, oh, God, it was so good. I was like, oh, this looks really cool. And then, like, that, yeah. Um, that looked very, very cool. Um, yeah. Very scary. Um, it did. Um, and then there's, there's a bunch of... Um, uh, smaller indie games that happened. Yeah. Um, that all look great. Um, honestly, so many of the games there looked fantastic, and I love that they showed off a bunch of indies in there as well. A lot of the yeah. indies didn't necessarily look like they could only happen on PS5, but I was fine with that. Um, New Astrobot game? Mm. Yeah. God, it looks so cute. God, I love Astrobot. Oh, and the last one, Sackboy, A Big Adventure. So not a little big planet game, but like a Super Mario 3D World, like 
ripoff <laughs> with Sackboy uh, characters, but it's not Little Big Planet. I thought that was interesting. Um, so, last thing I want to touch on with this, and we'll, we'll move on. Last thing I want to touch on: What do you guys think of the design of the of the console now that it's been a few weeks? Um, what did you think at the time? Obviously, what do you think now? Uh, for those who haven't seen it, it's this really weird white and black two tone obelisk, like. It's really, it's a really striking design. I'm, I'm, I'm quite partial to it. But what, what do you guys think? Ugly. <laughs> I rest my um, case. I rest my case. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad it's not just another black box. Um, yeah. Only because, like, I've got those. I have, <laughs> I have six of them. Um, yeah. Don't know where I'm gonna put it. Um, very big. His is yeah. very, very large. Size comparison charts that they've been going around. They use the disc tray and the USB ports as a as a size metric, and yep. it's looking to be the largest console ever. Yep. It annoys me that it looks ugly both standing up and ugly uh, laying down. <laughs> I think it looks better laying down. No. I I really I honestly really like it. I like it standing you up. Would, I think though, it's Kerry, really bold you? and striking. <laughs> you also like The Last of Us PS4, so. Cause it's etched, cause it's got, cause it's indented, cause it's got, cause you could run your finger through it. That's why I like that one the most. Anyway, um, I like a console I can run my finger through. <laughs> <laughs> um, part of the design is like it clearly is looking like it needs a massive amount of air intake and output, so it's got oh, yeah. this like open grill design, like top and bottom, like it's it's like white top, like top and bottom slash side to side, depending which way you have it and then this black bit in the middle, and then between the two sections are these, like, grills. So it's got this, like, massive amount of area where, like, the water can be intook. Water? The, the water? Um, <laughs> I hope you're not putting water in your don't, PS5. Don't put water in it. It's not like new phones. It's not IP68, whatever. Um, but, yeah, it's really interesting. I, I There's a symmetry that you get with the digital version of the console that you don't get with the disc version of the console. Mm. Like, the disc version, it, it's like sleek lines down straight the middle like if it's standing up it's like sleek white lines down the middle and then it bulges out to fit in the disc tray um i honestly think it makes it look kind of neat when you get it on its side because it makes it kind of look ripply and like it's not it's not this uniform style it's kind of like a wave almost um and then with when you look at the all digital edition it's just perfectly symmetrical um we'll see i I, i'm really i'm i'm a fan of it i'm kind of excited to have it um, I'm worried if it'll be too heavy for my like 15 year old IKEA bookshelf that's starting to like bow <laughs> with the projector on it. If I put the, if I put the largest home console on it of all time ever on it, then um, I, I worry a bit about that. But I, yeah, it looks pretty. I like it. I want to I want to hold that controller. I want to know what it's like. Me too. Me too. I'm ready for it. Um, I. I want to ask this. I want to answer this question next time, so we don't we don't have to answer it now. But think about it now. Um, I want to know who's getting this day one. Have a think about it. So don't answer now. Have I a mean, think about I it. Don't I answer now. I think I've don't said answer. my answer before. <laughs> but yeah, I want to I want to know why or why not um, in, a, in a couple of weeks. So we'll, we'll get to that. Um, so just as Jeremy streamed uh, his Destiny raid on Mixer for six and a half hours and started setting up his his OBS to go well with it and all that. Uh, Microsoft shut down Mixer like <laughs> yep. two days ago 
Like that next morning. No, it's, 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 it's not shut down. It's, it's shut down in July. That's right. Which is... They've announced they're shutting it down. Yeah. July 22nd. Anyway, I'm, I'm just going to read the article and we'll, 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 find, we'll get the details here. So this is from Brendan Sinclair at gamesindustry.biz. Microsoft shutting down Mixer. Uh, Microsoft is pulling the plug on its video streaming service Mixer. Head of Xbox Phil Spencer announced the move today in a post on the official Xbox site, acknowledging that the service failed to grow as quickly as the company had hoped. Quote, Ultimately, the success of partners and streamers on Mixer is dependent on our ability to scale the service for them as quickly and broadly as possible, Spencer said. It became clear that the time needed to grow our live streaming community to scale was out of measure with the vision and experiences we wanted to deliver to gamers now, so we've decided to close the operations side of Mixer and help the and help the community transition to a new platform. To better serve our community's needs, we're teaming up with Facebook to enable the Mixer community to transition to Facebook gaming. Ew. Unquote. Sorry. No, sorry. Mixer will go dark July 22nd with all of its sites and apps then redirecting users to Facebook gaming. Mixer partners will be given partner status on Facebook gaming as well, and Microsoft said Facebook will match existing agreements streamers had with Mixer, quote, as closely as possible, unquote. That apparently doesn't include high-profile streamers that... Microsoft had signed Mixer exclusivity deals with, like Tyler Ninja Blevins or Michael Shroud Grzyk. Whoa. Facebook gaming head Vivek Sharma told The Verge that they will be released from their contracts and can decide where they would like to stream next. Current Mixer Pro subscribers and recently active streamers in Mixer's open monetization program will each receive $15 in credit. <laughs> <laughs> Applied to the Microsoft accounts associated with their Mixer accounts. Well, you don't even get the money. You get to spend it with them. (laughs) Mixer began life as Beam in October of 2014 and was acquired by Microsoft less than two years later. It rebranded as Mixer in 2017. Whoa. Maybe the longest thing Microsoft have bought and then tried to support. Um, Yep. Fucking, I mean, look, it, it was hard being number four. Um, so Streamlabs put out a graph recently showing off, um, where most of their people stream to. Yes. Um, and Mixer, it was like percentage growth over the lo- previous year as well, right? Yeah, and I think Mixer had 12% of that or something. Like, really not much. Um, yeah. Compared to Twitch, I think it was like... Twitch, I think, was probably at 40%, and then the others were... Like, Facebook and um, YouTube, I think, were fairly even. Do people um, actually stream on Facebook? I don't fucking know. Like, I've I feel so out of touch, stream, right? I've never... Never seen anyone stream on Facebook. I can't imagine who the fuck watches streams on Facebook. I don't, I don't um, know. So like, what the, I've the been hearing, is... what I've been hearing is that Facebook isn't necessarily um, like it's got the numbers right, and we've heard recently about yeah. how they've inflated numbers. those numbers um, to detriment. Like they brought a bunch of people into their video platform, saying, "Hey, look how many people are watching," but basically their numbers are fucked. Yeah, um, numbers are fake. Like I saw all of their numbers. Yeah. But that said, I've heard that there are there are people making a living on Facebook gaming live streaming. They're not making mega stardom status. They're not going ninja big, but they're they're being able to make a living with um, like a you know like a mid tier streamer. People who have like thousand subs, two thousand subs on Twitch. Apparently, people that mid tier streamer kind of um, threshold. There are a number of people who are finding success there. Mm. Um, I don't think this you know this doesn't make me want to stream there jeremy you were you were you were kind of you were you were about to get like deep in on making your stream mixer specific it sounded like the other night um no i just like i i I just get more um 
I think his mix is a smaller group. There's less people streaming there, so that like I get I get I get a higher engagement rate on Mixer. Yeah. Um. Uh. Plus the bit rate, it was nicer on Mixer than it was on Twitch. So I used to be able to just watch my Mixer stream more than I watch my Twitch stream to like check the quality of it. Um, yeah. And the latency was also far better than on Twitch. Um, which is a, sh- a shame that like this is all leaving now, and I have to go back to either Twitch or um, YouTube, which their compression and their latency is far higher um yeah uh it's weird it's definitely the the timing is definitely like we want to make sure people get off mixer in time for the launch um i think it's really cruel the lack of transparency that has gone around it like people have made their living on mixer and then are like well not here anymore like to, yeah. to move a contract is one thing. To move a fan base is an entirely different thing. Mixer, uh, Ninja, for example, when he moved to Mixer, his views were not nearly as high as they were at his peak on Twitch. Um, and they never will be again. Uh, like If he goes back on Twitch, he'll probably peak when he first comes back. Um, but then like they're not going to be what, what, what they were. Ninja it's doesn't not- have much of a reason to go back to Twitch either because they, they deleted his channel when he left. Really? So no, all of his they- subscribers. They so, did, like, and then when they reinstated it, they like yeah. streamed porn. Someone st- was able to stream porn to it or something like that, and they left it up for like like a day. Like they like, didn't the, bring it down. Yeah, like they used his account to like because um, uh, people will go into that account. Like they, they use his account basically as a commodity to then um, host other channels, and then the other whatever channel they were hosting started streaming porn. Yeah, which is by the way, that's like some like king shit. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Like it, there's now, you know, not that I was like I love Microsoft, but now there's no company I want to stream for. Um, yeah. It's either Google, Facebook, or Amazon. And I'm yeah. like, wow, fuck all of those. Like I would, I would rather Microsoft any day. Not that they're much better, but they are a little bit better. Um, I would rather stream on Discord. <laughs> yeah. Right. And it's it's. I don't know. It, it's a, it's a shame. Um, I I think it was I think it was cruel how how they handled it. Um, I saw a Mixer streamer yesterday receive a package in the mail from Mixer, being like the affiliates package that they send out. Oh no! And I, I she she got it and she's like, "What the fuck kind of timing is this?" And it's like that was like um, someone described that as a uh, scheduled tweet in uh, <laughs> physical form. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, they must have made that decision. In a matter of days, they must have made that decision. Like, Facebook came to them, or they went to Facebook. It must have happened in like three days for that stuff to still be coming out. And like, I don't, I don't get it. Drastic. Um, I, I think it's a shame because um, finding an audience on Twitch is difficult. I have no clue what it's like on Facebook. I have never looked at Facebook gaming, and the the concept of trying to find an audience on Facebook seems like the most dire thing in the world. Yeah. Um, Hey, guess what? There's a reason I never updated the Minimap Facebook page. Um, <laughs> and like finding it, like I streamed on YouTube a bunch of times. I never got a single viewer there. Um, yeah. YouTube's just, it's not known as the place to find live streams and people no. don't go there to find it. If I, if I search for something and I see that someone's live on YouTube, I usually ignore it because that's not what I'm looking for if I'm on YouTube. The only time I'm watching anything live on YouTube is E3. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Um, or like Nintendo Directs. Yeah, and even though, even those, they're not live. They're always premieres because you can upload a video now and set it to go live, which is like yep. a really cool thing. Um, but I don't get it. 
I it's a the, the reason I liked Mixer the most as well was their terms of service was the most um, positive that I found. Like they they their terms of service was very strict about what you can show, what you can't show, and so there was no gray areas. Whereas Twitch, it's like you know you break the rules if you're the highest paid streamer because you're making money, right? Yeah. Yeah, not not surprising, but um, yeah, a bit of a blow. Shocking. Yeah. Um, a blow that it happened this this quickly, I think, is like I guess what was mm. most surprising about it. Um, we're gonna rocket along here. Jeremy's got a deadline to meet in a in about ten minutes, so we're gonna try and do this respectfully and and keenly. But um, yeah, just got a bit of a time limit here, so let's see how we go. Um, this is going to revolve around this sort of spate of um, uh, Me Too accusations that have washed over the industry in the last week basically since what like friday last week the 19th um and over the weekend so um there's uh what we're going to do is we're going to read jason schreier's report from bloomberg.com uh which is a bit of a new thing to say here um Oh, this is my last free article on Bloomberg, everyone, just uh, so you know. <laughs> so, uh, from Jason Schreier at Bloomberg.com, uh, I'm just going to read this one here. This is sort of a something of a wrap-up of a bunch of the allegations that have been happening over the last week or so. So, video game industry rocked by outpouring of sexual misconduct allegations. Uh, the gaming and streaming world hasn't yet faced the Me Too movement on the same scale as Hollywood. That's poised to change. Dozens of women took to social media over the past few days to outline explosive allegations against prominent men in the world of video gaming and streaming, setting the stage for what could be the beginning of a Me Too reckoning for the $150 billion video game industry. Four women leveled accusations of sexual misconduct against Chris Avalone, a critically, acla a uh, a critically acclaimed video game writer, leading one developer to end its cooperation with him and prompting him to part ways with another game in the works. A different woman accused Omid Dariani, the chief executive officer of Online Performers Group, a talent agency that works with many video game streamers, of making an unwelcome sexual overture. Dariani resigned from his position on Sunday. Some streamers began calling for a blackout Wednesday of Amazon.com Inc.'s Twitch, the biggest game streaming platform, alleging that it turns a blind eye to misbehavior. The gaming industry has for years been criticized as unwelcoming, if not hostile to women, but has not yet faced the Me Too movement on the same scale as Hollywood and other industries. This week's flurry of postings was unique in terms of its volume and public nature, and it has sent ripples across the industry. Accusations began appearing on Twitter late Friday night, and each new post emboldened other women to publicly share their stories. Many of the postings about the men accused of misconduct were subsequently compiled in a thread on Medium. Um, now, there is something I want to point... I'm just going to break from the article for a sec here. something I want to point out... Um, Obviously, a lot of these allegations are um, women accusing men of misconduct. There have been... Um, I have also seen some people um, inside of more LGBT circles accusing other people, not just men. Um, so it, it is just... It is a, a wider thing here that is being um, touched on. But, you know, getting... When it is being wrapped up like this, it does, this is how it gets wrapped up. Um, it's just... It's happening everywhere seemingly every community um someone has a story to tell which is very sad um now i can go on and this will probably list out a bunch of different um of the different 
what am I trying to say of the different specific examples? Um, Shreya's articles aren't particularly short. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so they go on to talk about um, Chris Avalone specifically and also uh, Dariani specifically, who I was just talking about, and what the allegations were, the projects they were cut from and why. Um, I recommend uh, reading it. It also uh, links to that post on Medium where you can sort of see a bit more of a comprehensive list of what's been happening, with who, why. Um, I think it's important that we take the time to read and hear these stories and hear the people who um, say that terrible things have happened to them and it's important to believe them and, and support them. Um, how are you two feeling about all this? Uh, it's been a lot. Um, when this happened, when, when, it, when, when the, the first major huge wave happened last uh, year sometime, yeah, last year. Came through. It was exhausting and upsetting, um, and uh, quite depressing um, because, mm-hmm. uh, bi- like, you know, only sort of watching the industry. Like, you know, we don't go to E three parties. We don't meet a lot of these high profile people. Um, not to say that it's only high profile people that are doing it, um, but seeing the larger industry from afar. It was quite like, ah, fuck, tear it all down. Like it's it like that. There's there's so much systemic, um, abuse and yeah. Um, th- th- there's there's so much systems put into place to protect, um, these awful actions from happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to to protect these awful ha- actions from being known or e- even e- even affecting people. Um, it's been very, very heartbreaking to to relearn that the industry is still dangerous. Um, like there are people in the industry who are really like dangerous people, and yeah, they have power and they misuse it. Yeah, I think that's what uh, for me. It's like it's getting to the point where like none of it's not surprising anymore. Yeah. And I think that any um, person in power, especially um, men in power, are always sort of going to be like that. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's pretty. It, it's it's awful. It's awful. I remember, like you were saying, Jeremy, when this happened last year. Like I I don't remember ever being at such a permanent state of unease and upset as I was last year. Um, this is, it's hard. And like part of this thing that's happened as well, um, part of this happening, you know, I, I get worried sometimes that this sort of, um, uh, resurgence in different social movements takes the wind out of the sails of other ones. So obviously we've just come out of two or three consecutive weeks of very, loud and effective and shocking Black Lives Matter protests in the States and in Australia and in so many places. And it's hard to keep the momentum going for a cause that needs it like that one and then also give this one credence and give it attention and give it... um, 
or try and help, you know, in some way, you know, talk to people who have been affected or making known that on your Twitter that, you know, anyone who's uh, kind of aligning with people who have done these terrible things, you know, aren't welcome and stuff like that. It's making me realize that this stuff needs to be long term, you know, we can't wait for these movements, jump on the bandwagon for three weeks and then happily go on playing Dying Light 2 written by Chris Avalone, you know, and that's totally fine because it's not. Um, it's, it's, it's hard and it, and it, and it does mean that there's a lot of emotional energy that, you know, goes along with trying to keep up with this awful, awful way that our industry has functioned for generations now, you know, um, if 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 it's gonna if it's gonna change, it's not gonna be fast. It's not gonna be overnight. This movement is gonna help, and it's gonna be a big kick up the bum. But it's not gonna be enough to keep it going long term. And next steps going forward, I think, is going to be the most telling in terms of where our industry is at and what can happen next. Could you imagine if E three was actually happening right now? Like if all this stuff was happening and like Chris Aval- Chris Avalone, who was probably probably would have been on stage showing Dying Light two because that yep. game is due to come out relatively soon in the next I got months. delayed again it, it did get delayed but I feel like they would have had like an update um, yeah uh, Valhalla definitely would have been on stage um, which is another so, um, story there yeah it's another story I haven't quite touched on I'm just going to read the uh, headline of this one this is breaking this morning um so this is, I'm reading this one from Polygon, uh, written by Julia Lee. Assassin's Creed Valhalla creative director steps down, accused of sexual misconduct with fans. Um, let's read the first few lines. Assassin's Creed Valhalla creative director Ashraf Ismail has stepped down from his role at Ubisoft following allegations of an extramarital affair and sexual misconduct with fans. Quote, I'm stepping down from my beloved project to properly deal with the personal issues in my life, Ismail announced on Twitter. Um, turns out that his account or those tweets have been deleted, Jeremy his account or those tweets i couldn't i couldn't even load up his account okay uh quote the lives of my family and my own are shattered i am deeply sorry to everyone hurt in this um his announcement came comes days after accusations of affairs with younger fans horrendous just atrocious just god awful um it's something we're gonna have to reckon with in the coming months um and as much as I hope it, you know, I want to hope that this isn't something that we have to talk about in a month or two months. But the fact of the matter is this is a problem that is bigger than that. And it won't be solved in that time frame. So we need to keep talking about it for that long. Um, it needs to be spoken about. It needs to be addressed. Um, or else shit like this is going to keep happening and keep being excused and protected. It's... um. Yeah. It's just awful. Yeah, like there was a, there's a phrase that's been going around. Um, uh, silence is collaboration, um, and so it, this this stuff doesn't die in a vacuum. Um, this stuff dies in the spotlight. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and with that, I have to leave because I had <laughs> prior appointments made. Um, no worries we'll wrap up the show uh thanks thank you for your input jeremy and we'll see you in a in a couple of weeks um 
so yeah, I could say for the three of us, for Minimap, that, you know, <laughs> even though Jeremy's not here, I could say safely for the three of us that we stand with everyone who has um, come out and expressed um, their experiences and their their tales of mistreatment. It's been awful. Um, so I hope that everyone can land on their feet and that we can move forward and help to change this industry for the better. Mm. Um with that, I think it uh, best to just leave the podcast there. I think. <laughs> um, uh, make sure you're not doom scrolling, everyone. Stay informed, but stay safe. Yeah, um, priority number one. Exactly. There's no point. You you can't look after other people if if um, you need to look after yourself as yeah. well, and that's proving difficult. So look after yourselves. Um, you know, if you find some solace in something that makes you happy. Um, just run with it, you know? If you're enjoying The Last of Us Part 2 and you get to a section where you can play the guitar and it's really sweet, just play the guitar for a bit. That's what I'm going to do. Um, I've seen all the the people making videos of them playing songs on with the, with the guitar mechanic in, in 2. It looks oh, really it's, good. It's so sweet. I've, it's so good the, that they've, they've used the... the <laughs> we should have talked about this like earlier. I know, but like, I know. I feel like the touchpad on the PS4 controller hasn't been used to its full advantage and now we're at the end of the PS4 era and I know. like suddenly got it. Finally but, um, something worked. Just something on the side. Yeah. But it's so nice. It's so lovely. Um So yeah. That'll that'll do it for this week. Uh for the minimap cast for this week. Um you can find this podcast on podcast services around the world. You can also find it on our website, minimap.com.au. Um, you can find all of us on Twitter. Uh, the Minimap account is at minimapau. Uh, Jeremy's Twitter account is at ob one Jez. June's Twitter account is... Junez, J-U-N underscore E-S-S. Mine is KJ Palmer underscore 24. You can also support us on patreon.com slash minimapau. Um, look after yourselves, everyone. Uh, stay abreast of the situation, but also, you know, make sure you're going for walks, getting outside, you know, doing nice things for yourself. A balance of those things can help us move forward, I think, um, and we'll find a way to do that in the coming weeks. Um, so, aside from that, thank you all so much for listening. Listening? Listening. <laughs> and we'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Good, good ending.